if you truly believe that you can, and if you go all in on something, nothing will stop you. What's shaking? We're back with All In with Rick Jordan, and I'm Rick Jordan. Here's my guest again, Dan Evans. Listen to the first episode, okay, just a couple days ago, please, because we talked a lot about the word can't and how I hate it, and we ended at a really, really good spot about relationships and just everything and how being paired with somebody that is not quite the right one for you, whether it's business or partnership, marriage, whatever, and how the expectations of other people are really the reasons why you can't, which really are the reasons why you won't or don't. And today, yes, in part two, we're going to talk about the ways to overcome that word can't. And it's a little bit of a mind shift, man. And when we were texting, first, yes. we're still here. We We are. Yes. We're in the zone. I know. Now, for everyone listening, we've been going for the first episode so far, and we're just going right into the second episode. There's no slowing us down today. There's no no two days in between us. They're just published two days apart, and we've been going now for the past 45 minutes already. Rick texted me this morning and said, let's go, dude. He goes, I'm in a mood. (laughs) I was like, I love it. (laughs) It's going to get gnarly. Yes, it is. We're going to hit you hard again today because there was a, a, as we were texting, Dan and I, he was talking about this cool book that he's writing. Yes. And when he was telling me about this, I'm like, you know what? This is pretty amazing because it specifically has to do around with the word that I hate, can't. Mm -hmm. And this is a way to actually overcome that and turn those don'ts and won'ts, which is really what the word can't means, into, yeah, I can. Mm -hmm. When. (laughs) Yep. Right? So we got into relationships. We got into business last time. We can get more into you know weight loss or finances this time around too, but there was something you text me, and you've got this. Tell me a little bit about your book that you're writing. It's called The Power of Yet, and I love it because this was something I stumbled upon a couple of years back, and obviously working with so many different people, people that are just making their way into the business world, to even people who've been in it far too long where they have their mind made up on certain things, that you get trapped down these roads of can't. Um, we can't do that. We can't get that done in time. Well, you know what? I, I can't really do that. I'm not good at that. Um, and it even goes outside of the can't. It goes into, um, I, I don't really like that. There's a word that fixes that. And at the end, I would always finish their statement and I would finish it for them. And I would just say yet, just yet. And it, it's an entire paradigm, paradigm shift on the concept that they're stuck on Yet. It's like, ah, you know what, man? I, I just can't lose weight yet. Ah, you know what, man? I'm, I, I have tried to set a morning routine. I, I just can't do it yet. Changes everything. Shifts it. It stops them. Because they first want to jump in and make more excuses on why they can't. But they realize, well, geez, now I'm just sort of digging my heels in. And that's not good. And it, it, it's really fun because it, it creates this moment of self-reflection for anybody you throw it at. But it's also a great internal thing because when you hear yourself going down those roads, when you hear yourself creating your own self-limitations, and so many times we, we attempt to own our own self-limitations. We stand on it. We've said this for so long. It becomes ingrained in who we are. And you throw one little word there right at the end 
and people have a moment in time where they have to choose. Wow, do I wanna leave room to free myself from that? Or do I wanna hold on to this for dear life? You learn a lot about people right in that moment when you throw the yet. And it's very powerful. Yeah, so that's the moment of choice from what you're describing. Yeah. Is when you throw that word in there, because it, it is, it's almost like, I can't lose weight, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I can't be with this person, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. I just can't make more money, dot, dot, dot. Yep. And even that last one, I mean, that could even come into like a, a gender bias too, right? Sure. Because there's a, there is a wage gap between men and women or, or even just other things. You know, well, I can't do that because I'm not a man. Yeah. I can't do that because I'm not a woman. Now, outside of giving birth, <laughs> that's a, there's a there's a lot of things that I feel that can be shifted over. Yeah, but that's that choice moment of yet. I remember, you know, in my industry with uh, CEOs, I remember one of the most powerful and first female CEOs that existed that was high profile was the CEO of HP. Hewlett Packard. And what's bad is I can't even remember her name right now, but it's, but I remember seeing that years ago and I was like, man, that's really amazing. You know, and now we have our first female as a vice president too, Mm -hmm. which is also pretty amazing because at at that point or years past, it was never a thing. Uh, We both have a history of growing up in in, in church and ministry and that. And um, at a very young age, um, my mother working in churches and ministry, she made her way up and and became a pastor of a church. And and I had so many friends who just even said, well, she's a woman. She can't do that. And I was so young, I I didn't really, I guess, realize all the rules that could live in throughout that. And at an early age, it was always, well, why not? Like, is she not doing a good job? Like, is she, I, I, I don't know what's missing here. Uh, that limitation hadn't been set for yeah. me. So I never realized there was a, well, she can't. And well, why not? And whatever that was for her, that wasn't going to stop her. Yeah. And it could have been a yet at some point in time, right? Sure, sure. Well, she can't. While she was trying to ascend and do what she wanted to do, there was probably yeah. a million reasons why not. Yeah. But that everybody else was giving you. Right. But for her, it was, well, I I can't yet. There's no female pastors in church yet. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) The moment of decision. And that was uh, Carly Fiorina from what I'm told here. Yes. Yes. From HP. But I mean, we could talk about the gender bias even more, but do you feel like that is still a moment of choice? Even with that? Um, you know, what's interesting, you know, coming up in a family of entrepreneurs, um, my mother led the way and, and from a very young age, even one of the first businesses that I was around that our family started was before and after school program for kids and, um, businesses existed for about 22 years. And I worked every job in the company and over time eventually became the chief, chief operating officer of the company and served that position for several years. Um, but for us with, with my mother founding that company and she surrounded herself, uh, you know, with some very talented, very powerful women. And, and to run that company, and, and some were my leadership at times, and other times I was leadership for them. Um, so I grew up in a world where that didn't exist a ton in, in, my, in my presence and yeah. directly around me. But I think it was a great thing because over time, understanding that, that, that exists in other worlds, and maybe it's even just more of a mental limitation where people say, well, you can't have that job because dot, dot, dot. I got to see 
the, the power of, of a powerful, self-driven, self-motivated woman um, through my entire childhood and then off into my adult life. And, and for me, what that has always taught me is the hardest worker, the most determined person will win. Nothing else matters. Long hair, short hair, tall, skinny, fat, whatever you want to call it. All of those things fall to the wayside of the most driven person, the person who will not lay down, the person who will not give you and I can't. Yeah. There is yeah. no room for that. You know, we would come home, you know. The, in the person who will actually make the freaking choice. Yes. We would come home at different times, you know, when I was young, because it's a kid's program, and our toaster would be gone. I'm like, mom, where's the toaster? She's like, oh, we're doing breakfast now. I needed it. Took it from the house. I'm like, oh, I guess we don't have toaster anymore. Come on another time. Um, all of our like the DVD player and all our DVD, kids' DVDs and stuff were completely gone. I'm like, mom, wh wh where'd all our stuff go? She goes, we needed it because we're doing this after school club thing. No joke. I got a computer for Christmas. We were talking about video editing. I love production, the whole thing. I come home one day and my computer's gone. <laughs> the computer at the front desk of the business crashed. She came, unplugged my whole thing and took it. And it, it, it was one of those things where you might look back and be like, well, geez, your childhood was robbed. No, 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 no. I was taught a very valuable lesson. And the valuable lesson was, if you truly believe that you can, and if you go all in on something, nothing will stop you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Every self-limitation you put on yourself or is put upon you from the people around you, from ideals you grew up around, from the type of people you've surrounded yourself with, whatever it is, everybody comes from a different background. If you have that unstoppable mentality that nothing will get in my way. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we are so yeah. all in on this that, that we will bulldoze through any obstacle that comes in our way. I think those are the people who win and they are, there is no taking that win from them. Yeah. And, and that's where, so for me in my life, seeing that role played by a woman, by my mother has taught me that, that the playing field is even. It's about who has it who can just drive and bulldoze and push through. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It really is. I mean, it, she's, she's an incredible woman. You of course know my, my mother from many, many years. Dude, she was actually, my, I don't know if you remember this, but she was my first business coach. <laughs> That's great. And, yeah. And I remember getting to the point too. And as you're talking about this, I'm, I'm remembering because there was a moment, you know, she was my coach maybe for about six months or so. Yeah. And, the reason it got to a certain point because I brought, I remember this meeting with her, you know, I, I came in and I gave her like a spreadsheet I put together and everything with projections and plans. And this was actually getting to the point to where I had something to move forward. Yeah. Right. And I got to that point where I'm like, here's where I'm going. Here's how I'm going to get there. Here's what the next six months looks like. She goes, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> wow. And I was like, but what? wait. I know. Like, wait, hold on. And so she's like, she's like, no, you've made your decision now. And you made the choice and you know exactly what you need to do to move forward. You don't need me anymore. And it was like, she, from that point on, she was like, you're going to, and as you're talking about this, like the DVD player and, yeah. you know, the computer from the front of the desk, your mom made the choice long before them. Yeah. Those weren't really even like the choices or anything because the real choice to, was to say, hey, I'm moving forward and I'm going to be me. Yes. And she had already made that decision. 
And that's probably a decision that we have to make time and time again in life because of the certain environment or, or big shifts that happen, you know, in business relationships, whatever, you know, the dropping weight, all these big decisions points to say, I'm going to be me. But when I walked into that, <laughs> dude, that was, it was hilarious because I remember it. I, and I remember the spreadsheet too. It's like, okay, this is how I'm going to scale up, yeah. you know? And up until that point, I had not taken action yet. Yeah. And I got to this point, she's like, you're good. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> the, the, the mother what? eagle yes. of sorts pushing the little eagle out of the nest. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. It's like, flap your wings. Yeah. Flap. Just start flapping. Like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Wow. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I credit her and I also credit my first client who is, uh, Brad Freilich, who owns six of the Buffalo Wild Wings around yeah. here too, you know, and he's still, he's a friend to this day, man, a good friend now. So where he was the one that was the original push saying, dude, you can do this. Yeah. And I was like, I never thought you'd be in the jumbotron of a NASDAQ. <laughs> you know? but, the, but he was one of them that was just that initial push to, to plant that. To, I mean, the fire was already within yeah. me. You know, but your mom, seeing her and the, just the amazing examples she set for you, and I'm sure she she's there she's still involved and she Absolutely. swoops in but dude she also lets you just go out and be yeah and she's a great person to have around you especially for family you know sk skip business or anything else but especially for family to just say i want you to be you yep and yep. if i'm too much over you or hovering around you you know or even from a business partner saying you know do this and do that you're not going to be you yeah and she's giving you the ability to say i can Absolutely. Well, it, one of the, the, the cool balances that, that we play in, in family businesses is there's sort of cycles and seasons and we all work together, but, but there's times where, where somebody is, is, is brimming up with some passion or an yeah. idea and, and everybody else sort of naturally steps out of the way. And it's like, you know what? You're on to something. You've got an energy right now. I'm not going to get in there and try and co-run your idea and your flame and your passion. I'm just going to quietly step back and be here to support, but I'm not going to get in there and try and yes, no, can, can't your ideas because that's not my job. Energy is everything. Energy, passion, where there's momentum and flow, you can't get in the way of that. And, and there's been many times where you don't even realize it's happening. And my mom would come back a year later and go, man, I didn't get it. So I got out of the way. And you're like, wow, I, I didn't realize that happened at the time. Yeah. I just felt myself, you know, just gearing up and going and making calls and calling the shots and putting things together and boom, something happened. We took an entire offshoot to this business idea that is now growing and, and something that has really helped us pivot with time. I mean, business has evolved. A 22-year-old company has pivoted many times and you don't always know where those are and they're never in the initial plan, but to be prepared for them, but to have those people around you who will not get in your way and decide it is up to me to give you and I can't. That's not my job. That's not what I'm here for because I don't know what's in your mind. I don't know what energy you're channeling into right now. You have something going on and I can recognize that enough to not ruin it because so many times in life, it is, it is a moment of time. It is, it is where energy is meeting the person in the right place in the right time and the people who stifle that and attempt to get in the way, many times it's, it's a jealousy thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, well, yeah. I mean, you know, Nobody's ever picked me, so why should I pick you? No, none of us picked anybody. That's not how this thing goes. It's, it's not a picking and a choosing and put your ballot in the hat. It's about being sensitive and understanding that there is some very tr 
true and clear passion and energy in this moment. And the only thing I will do is get in the way and screw it up. But I'm self-aware enough and my ego isn't enough check where that's okay. I don't need to be, I don't need to play CEO of this thing right now. I'm okay with that because I love it enough that I realize that you're some rocket fuel that we could use. And, and I'm not going to get trapped into something we talked a little earlier about the, what I think that you think that, that you'll think about me. So what will my friends think about me if I'm no longer holding the CEO title? They'll think that, that I got stepped aside or I'm not keeping up. No, no. I'm self-justifying people who don't get it. And I don't need to. Dude, and it's okay that they don't get it. It is okay. Like, and your mom gets that too. And yeah. I can almost hear like the word yet after that. It's like, yeah. I'm stepping aside because I don't get it. Yet. Yet. <laughs> There's power. Huge. There's power in the yet. Sponge time. Sponge time. <laughs> Soak, drink, let it settle. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your mom, man. Because she, even getting out of my way. Yeah. You know, and, but I didn't even know that she would have been in it. Yeah. You know, at the time thinking that, well, aren't you going to just like help guide me through these next steps? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you've already, you've made your choice. You're good. You're good to go now. Now it's okay to go and fail. <laughs> well, uh, the, the selfish side of somebody could, could yeah. very easily say, okay, well now what we're going to do is let's start making our first calls and I'll yeah. sit your desk up next to my desk and we'll talk every single day because I want to keep you under my wings because if, if you outgrow me and, and you grow this massive company that you did, people might not know that I get credit for that, right? Right? That's ego. That's all yeah. ego getting in the way. She's getting a lot of credit right now in 38 countries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'd never do that what's going to happen either. See? Yeah, I know, That's right? The full circle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the beauty is, is, is those things do find their way back. Yeah. When you try and force it and create it and hold everything in your little eagle nest, yeah. it, it never does. That's man. awesome, man. The word yet, it, it, I cannot emphasize enough what you were saying earlier, that it's really the choice yeah. at that moment in time. And if you don't say that word, here's the, the inverse of that that I'm seeing. It's almost like a negative state. Mm -hmm. If you refuse to say the word yet, you're refusing to make a choice. Yeah. You're refusing to take action. You're refusing to be you. Yep. Because if you've got this thing in your head that, you know, you know I, I don't like the way that I look, or I, I hate having a, a 500 credit score. Yeah. You know, which I've had. Mm -hmm. And dude, I... It wasn't, it's not that I liked it. <laughs> it wasn't it at all, you know? But that, I mean, that was because of the environment and losing a job and starting a business at the same time and having twins. I couldn't make my mortgage payment for three months. That kind of tanks your score for a little while. It hurts a little. A little bit. And every time I would look at that, you know, and now it, for the longest time, I was like, I'm never going to have a credit card again. Yeah. You know, I don't want it, you know? And it, it's, I never really got into any bad debt from credit cards. It was just like, that almost became like a pride thing too. Yeah. And not understanding the power of debt and how it can actually accelerate things in business, which yes. of course I do now. But looking back at that credit score, you know, in finance, it's like, well, it's a 500, you know? I remember getting a car loan, you know, and, and looking at, but before that, it was like, I really need to get a car, but I can't get a loan. Just looking at my credit score because yeah. that's what's staring me right there in the face. But then I don't think I said the word yet because I didn't understand the power of yet at the time. But I'm thinking, but I really need a car because <laughs> <laughs> this one that I had just blew up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of have to go to work. You know, so I'm, I'm going to have to go somewhere and get a car. 
So I, I, I walk in and I'm like, you know, okay, here's a scenario. You know, I'm like, I'm sure I can't get a loan, you know, so do I need a co-signer or something? I'll see if I can beg a friend or something like that to, to help me out here or whatever. Like, let's just see. And it was the lack of knowledge in that moment yeah. why I wouldn't really make the choice. But, you know, thank goodness for good. You know, I have this on Do Not Disturb, but somebody's calling me. Isn't that fun? They have the secret bad phone number. They do, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, we'll, we'll go back to that. <laughs> the, the power of yet and understanding that when I had a 500 credit score, that going into the dealership and dude, it wasn't like I was walking into a Bentley dealership yeah. you know, or the BMW that I have sitting outside or my Aston that I'm getting out tomorrow. Right. It was Saturn. <laughs> that, that was around. Yes. <laughs> so like, well, that'll get me. And I wanted a new car <laughs> just because I didn't want to have to deal with the mess that I just came out of again. But I'm, I'm like looking at the credit score and I'm walking and like, oh, we can get you a loan. No problem. And I'm like, you can? I mean, you can. Yeah. <laughs> but then it was another obstacle. They're like, they're like we, we know you have challenges with your credit. I love that phrasing too, right? You, challenges. Yes. Very salesy. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Like, but here's what we can do. We can either do a 9% loan or we can do a 19% loan. It's like, well, why wouldn't I want the 9% loan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, well, you have to put $10,000 down. You know, it was like on a $30,000 vehicle. So I'm looking at like a third down, yeah. right? And this is me with no money at this point in time because broke, right? Of course. Kids, all may that. As well be, no job. They might may as well be 10 million. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. right on. And then it, it became, well, and the payment, of course, would effectively double over, <laughs> for whatever on a monthly <laughs> basis. But I'm looking at that. I'm like, and I see them like, I can't put $10,000 down. But then it's like, wait a second, that's another one. So then I, I, I'm like, okay, I'll be back. And within two days, dude, I went out and I sold a client contract that gave me like 30K. Wow. You know, and I was able to buy down that loan to the 9%, even with a 500 credit score. So it wasn't at all, it's like, I can't get a loan yet. Yeah. I can't come up with $10,000 yet. Yet. In that moment, I couldn't materialize the $10,000. Yeah. But 48 hours later, I could because it was a yet. Yes. And in the moment, even though I felt that I can't right now, I still had a choice to make. Well, do I take the higher payments or do I want to really be me, my true self and say, you know what? I really would prefer a lower interest loan yeah. because that's what I want. Right. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to figure out the way to make that happen over the next couple of days. I mean, my first thing was, you know, versus self-generating was actually calling people and be like, hey, can I borrow $10,000? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh, just how about eight? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We really did. And it's like, but in the process, I was going after multiple different areas too, you know, trying to land deals, some things that I had in the pipeline. And that, I mean, this was years ago now, you know, and just the other day, because I still do my FICO monitoring because it's just a thing of mine yeah. ever since back in the day, because I know that I had a 500 credit score and I like to keep a watch on that now, you know, and now it's not an issue. You know, now I walk into a BMW dealership and they're like, okay, it's no problem. You know, whatever it is, you know what, you want to get any car you want to get, no problem. You want to buy a $200,000 Aston, no problem. And they don't even ask for income verification or anything like that because you've got what a different world. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I was looking this morning, it's like a credit score of 835. Yeah. You know, and the max is like 850. <laughs> yeah. So it is a different world, but 12 years ago, dude, I would have been like, I can't have an 800 credit score. Yeah. There's no way. Yet. Yet. 
That was 13 years ago, though. So the choice, whenever you make it from what you're saying, that, yeah, that choice can sometimes take two days Yep. to materialize the outcome. Sometimes it can take 13 years. Doesn't matter, though. During that two days or during that 13-year time period, we talked a little bit about this. Are you going to not be you and constantly put in effort every single day, avoiding that word yet and just saying that I can't? And putting effort and manifesting everything else around you to validate all the reasons why you can't. Yeah. Because that takes active effort to do so. Versus just saying, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to go this way. Because I know this is where I want to end up. And the only reason that I'm going to even go that way in the first place is because of the word yet. And today is a day that I'm going to make the choice. It's the... It's the decision moment. That's exactly what it is. It forces a decision to the table. And it forces you to, to, to wrap your hands around and cling on to that thing, that, that shortcoming, that weakness. Or it forces you to stop and go, wait a second. Is that what I really want to be holding on to? Left with a yet. There's a story we didn't get into on the previous episode when um, I was talking about you know, a weekend that I went through that kind of forced me to some decision points in my life. And it was battling really like my subconscious. It was going through some intensive coaching yeah. over a weekend. And even just getting there, to get on the plane to go there because it was in a different state across the country, there was a lot of I can'ts coming up that week. Well, I can't because I have this big deal that I have to see through. Well, I can't because I have to try to land these other investors here. I, ha I can't because my, my team needs me here this week. It just has to be this week that I'm here. And even driving from the airport to the location came another I can't because it was like I was subconsciously forcing myself to get pulled over. I was doing like 87 and a 55. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another reason oh, why I, I can't. can't. I got pulled over. Exactly. Um, I'm thinking that was like... 32 miles an hour over something like that. I'm like, well, I can't get there now because I'm going to get arrested for going so fast. You know, but then even in that moment, I was telling the, the, the officer, I'm like, dude, I respect you and I understand what I did. My brain has been on so many other different things than right here, right now, because dude, it's been a week. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I know what I was doing. Is there any way you can cut me a break? Because I need to get to this thing for me because I'm doing some work on myself. He's like, you were going really fast. <laughs> <laughs> like really fast. Yeah. He's like, there was two of us on you. <laughs> like, I know, I understand. And then I'm pulling the, you know, I haven't gotten a ticket in like 20 years, dude. And he's like, well, we'll see about that. I'm like, I understand you probably get this line. <laughs> but for real, I haven't got, it was in the mountains. I was going downhill, whatever. I can make up those excuses. But the real reason is my mind was actually on all the reasons why I can't. Yeah. Why I, I can't do the work on myself that weekend. So going through it, I came back and you and I had a discussion at your restaurant yeah. that you opened up around that. And I was saying, you know, I, I've realized that a lot of those I can'ts are really things that I was trying to put into place subconsciously to almost protect myself, at least what I thought was protecting me. But now all those can'ts turned into yes. <laughs> Because that weekend for me brought up the point of decision in a lot of different areas. 
to the choice to say, which direction am I going to go? Because I realized that I was putting so much effort in not being me anymore. But now it became, I can't do this yet. Yeah. And then you and I sat down and we were going through this stuff. And then you, you started bringing up, can you tell a little bit of the story? Because yeah. you're talking about you being booked at different places because you, you've been in the music industry, man. You've released an album. You, you know, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing, of course, because you and I also have such a rich history of music. And I spent some time where, where I pursued it professionally and, and I moved yeah. to Nashville and got the big giant tour bus and put an album out that went top 10 on the country billboard charts and played giant venues and big stages and just these really, really cool opportunities. And and over time, it became it became such a, a professional lifestyle. When you know, when you're young and you're just blistering your fingers learning chords, or you know, your first couple times on stage and you're just like panicked, and you know, yeah. to to go from that 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 young person you that just loved to do it and loved to to get to be included to taking it to that other side where it's a professional world, you, you shift, and yeah. and it shifts away from the reason I fell in love playing music and fell in love with the guitar and fell in love with singing and, and, and vocals and harmony and even the process of recording and, and writing and all of those things, it turns into this, this the thing of, of these business agreements and, mm -hmm. and it's, the, you know, what's the deal look like and, and what, you know, what's, is our stuff going to be there when we get there and are they going to have all this stuff in the green room and whatever. And, and you get so far away from, from what it is that you fell in love with in the first place. And I found myself after, you know, moving into the more business side of, of events and production and, and entertainment, I was no longer playing as much. Um, you know, but for me, I always still saw myself on that big stage. That's where I belonged. Like that's what I had built up to and that's what I worked towards. And, and so when things would come along, like, Hey, we're doing a cool, like open mic night. Do you want to jam? I was, I was like, <laughs> no, you know, and it's like, Oh yep. dude, you're great, man. I'm like, you, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, um, you, and, and I would find myself almost refusing. Yeah to ever do any sort of performance thing unless I felt like it, it, it shined a light onto what I had built, you know, in, in my younger life to the point where I was actively rejecting any opportunity that might come up and be music related. Uh, and it got so far down the road to the point where even my brother Joe said to me, he's like, do you just not like to play anymore? And I was like, no, I love it. I mean, are you kidding? Like, yeah, I dedicated yeah. so much of my life to it. He's like, we, you, you run from it. I mean, you, it, it's an instant no. Even at um, the, the, this, um, our, our latest restaurant we opened, we've got a small stage in the corner and we do a little bit of live music Saturday nights. And it's usually like acoustic, one or two piece bands, cool local artists yeah. singing. Our conversation was the day they were building the stage. That's there. right. Yeah. They were getting the lights up and everything. Yeah. And, and it was, it was that, I think that day or the day before or something, um, Joe said to me, my brother, he said, Dan, he's like, how about you play on the stage? Let's book you. And I was like, Haha, no thanks. <laughs> and he was like, why not? I was like, well, you know, because, well, I mean, there's a ton of reasons, you know, like. I like, can't because. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah. I had all of these reasons all built around the why I can't. I can't, what, because I don't know songs. I don't have a guitar. I, I, I'm, uh, what, do I have stage fright? I'm like, no, it's none of those things. It was just something in my life where I had drifted so far away from the, the who I am into this, this idea in this scenario in this whole world I had created that I was actually avoiding and repelling 
any sort of thing that that revolved around me playing any kind of music whatsoever. When I went from a time in my life to begging to be chosen to get to play to now refusing at any cost to, to perform unless it's it's some sort of this big opportunity, which is never going to come anymore because I'm not pursuing that. And that's not the part of my life. And those calls aren't going to happen anymore. So am I hanging it up forever? Do I just quit? Well, no, I'm, I'm not ready to make that decision. Yeah. So I'm just going to softly refuse it forever and potentially never do it again. And, and as we were sitting there- <laughs> I don't know if you'd call it softly because I, this is what the, the whole reason why I was like, I want to talk to you today yeah. because when people would call you, you were saying when, you know, well, how do we book you? Like you can't. You, that was it. I, I, I got all the way to the point. Where it was like you, you can't. Like, well, who do we call? What are we gonna do? Like, there's no one to call. You just, yeah. you just can't. Yes. And that night, um, softly, just softly. It was like a hard yeah. brick wall reinforced. And I, after we sat there and had that conversation, I just realized how ridiculous that is. I was like. I have completely left every bit of, of my love and passion for music yeah. because of these I can'ts that I've built in my life. And the I can'ts led to you can'ts and all of these things. So that night, we finished setting up the stage, we finished getting all the lights going, and I was just getting all the sound work and making sure everything was going to be great for everyone else to play on, you know, for them. <laughs> of course. And not me either, because I can't. <laughs> of course not. So I said, you know what? I got my guitar out <laughs> that night. I can't, I can't drink. Are you yeah, Rick is choking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> I don't know if I know CPR. I've got the first two yeah, CPs. See if that helps. <laughs> I can't drink right. <laughs> <coughs> that was fun. Right in the middle. We needed a break in that heartfelt story, I think. Yes. Your, your life flashed before <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> Take a deep breath. This is going to be cut out, I think, I hope. <laughs> This is the blooper reel. Yes, there Cut we this go. In from when I fell and knocked all the lights down. <laughs> no, they're saying it's not going to be edited out. That's fine. This is real. This is all in. <laughs> so that that night, after we had this conversation, and and we sat there, I said, I have to do this. I have to. I have to force myself out of this ridiculous box I created. So that night, for like nobody in the room, maybe like ten or fifteen people sitting around the bar in the restaurant, it was like late at night. I picked up my guitar and I sat up there and I played like an hour long set for like the, this small room of people because I wanted to do whatever it took to force myself out of that I can't, you can't, I won't box that I had set. And I was so determined that same day to prove myself wrong. <laughs> to piss yourself did, off. I did, I literally did. I, I, like, I did it, I, I literally did that to piss myself off. But the, the very person inside of me that would not allow me to do that, I decided to piss that side of me off and just do it because I was not going to live with that self-limitation. I, wow. I couldn't. Maybe that's what, what one of the powers of yet too, because it, it, is that a tool? Do yeah. you think is spite yourself Yeah, <laughs> for real? Because you get so angry with yourself for doing or not doing or, or staying or leaving or going or coming back or, you know, getting into business, getting out of business, whatever it is, do whatever it is because you know that in your gut that that's the right move. Yeah. But you have to get angry for yourself for not doing whatever it is that you're not doing because of whoever thinking about you that you're thinking about them and all that other stupid crap yes, that we've talked yes. about. So get angry with yourself. I think that's what it takes. I think that's sometimes what it takes. Such a 
such a, an immediate, even like emotional or conscious or clear response that I am not going to do this anymore. It's, it's, it is just clear and it's loud. And I think that night I even texted you. I took a picture of the stage. Did, I, was yep. like, I was like, dude, I was like, after our talk today, I just had to play. I did like an hour long set and you're like, how'd it go? Or what'd you think? I was like, I think, I think the words I said was, I hated it because I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. You know, or, you know. But I was like, I, that was it. I hated it because I enjoyed it. I was so happy for you too, man. Yeah. And in the moment of that, because I, I mean, our background in music too, we've played with each other on stage. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so happy for Dan. That's awesome. He had that breakthrough. I still can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. But that's it, right? You know, because that's that's his thing. You know, that, this this is the scene where it cuts to you and I over there tonight on the stage, on the sitting stage. next to each other, like sweating and smiling. Yeah, no I'm so pissed at myself right <laughs> yeah. now because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. It is, man. It's it's those those barriers and self limitations that yeah. when you recognize them, you have to smash them down take immediate action yeah is uh carol dweck is an awesome author and a tedx speaker she's got the book mindset which some on my team have read you know understanding fixed and growth mindsets mm -hmm. and you never want to you never want to force yourself to stay or, or to stay out of a fixed mindset because there's actually learnings in the fixed mindset yeah learning yourself and all the reasons why you can't and understanding the reasons why you would never make that choice yeah. to grow again, the reasons why you, you stayed there to begin with, because if it's lack of choice, lack of choice is still a choice. Not taking action is actually taking action. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> to stay where you're at. You know, so, and, and the importance of the struggle in that learning is something that she really hits too, you know? And the, but it comes to the power of believing that you can improve and that's part of the struggle too. But I think this getting angry with yourself is really one of the keys to that. Yeah. Because it, if you if you realize and you zoom out and you take a look, it's like, man, I haven't been choosing. Yep. I haven't been taking action. I've been saying that I can't, and I've been avoiding. Like I've I've crossed out. It's not like the canvas out there that says can't anymore. I think I'm going to go out there and paint on the word yet. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yes. That's like the that's, yeah. That's the tag that needs to go on it because avoiding it's it's saying the word can't and avoiding the word yet. Yeah. Keeps you from making that choice, dude. And then the the power of yet works hand in hand with the power of positive thinking. If you want yep. to foster that growth mindset, this is something that she talks about. Then you have the, you, you're able to believe that you have the power yes. to change and you can improve. And you've got this getting angry with yourself thing. I think maybe next week, I don't know about tonight or something, but maybe next <laughs> week I might just hop on that stage or something. <laughs> you know what, man? It's, it's, it's freeing in, in, a, in a wild way. That's awesome. It is. It's, but again, it, it's 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 forcing yourself through yeah. whatever closed door that you've decided. Well, that's locked. Yeah, well, that's not. That's a book that I recommend anybody read too. Is Carol Dweck Mindset because it's a uh, there's a lot of things in there that really resonated with me. And even though I feel like I have that growth mindset, yeah. and over time, the choices to change have become easier to make the choice. Yeah only because I've exercised that muscle a lot. But for somebody who has been, let's say, in the environment of being squashed for a long time, yeah, it's very difficult for that. And it's very, it becomes very easy to say the word that I can't. Yeah. 
But for, for them, I can only imagine, dude, because I, I know, I mean, I was large for so many years and in the church world, I kept myself minimized, you know, I made yeah. myself smaller just to appease other people. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm not angry with myself anymore, but it got to the point to where I was really angry with myself. And that's when I finally made the choice. Yeah. There's an incredible thing where, you know, you exercise the muscle, you get used to the power that's internal. You get so, you, the ability you grow over time. Uh, you know, something happened to me last year to a lot of people, but I'm going to speak about myself just for a moment in particular, where when things started closing down, businesses started closing. I, I watched one of our most predominant businesses lay off 178 people in mm. a matter of like four days wow. and and went from this this booming thriving business to uh four of us sitting in the office trying to figure out what do we do next and so time goes on and so i start focusing on other businesses and, and trying to do things and just watching everything pull back and pull back and f find myself in a place where it's like okay well i'm not going to take income from here and there's no income to take from there okay so you know tell my wife honey we just gotta we gotta pull back we gotta pull back pull back and and to go from this this driving forward just go 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 no holds back lifestyle to pulling back pulling back pulling back and and the fall rolls around and we jump into this other business opportunity to open this new restaurant well with limited resources it's it got back to the old days. I mean, like we were in there. I mean, I'm talking oh, yeah. 12, 14 hours a day, losing sleep over the thing. I mean, you're always on the phone. It's a text. It's a call. I live about 10 minutes away from it. So I'm driving up there four or five times a day, bringing my kids with, letting them like hang out in the office and color on everything while I'm out there trying to help customers and the whole thing. And, and, and in through that process, I lost my dad. And, and so there was just thing after thing after thing where I found myself near the end of that year and even at the beginning of this year where I had I had lost that side of me that is like the unshakable side. I had lost that side of me that is just everything's a win. It doesn't matter. Oh, and and it's it, I got to the point where where for me everything's a win, it's just not a win yet. And and that started to go away. And I started to feel like well well, well is this going to work? Well is that going to work? And I'm like what am I doing? I'm like, what happened? Where did this go? I went from the power of yet, even being, it's just, yeah. it, this is what it is. It just hasn't happened yet. I was using that to pre-confirm my outcomes and my success. And if, even if I'm hitting a bumpy patch, I'm like, well, it's just not there yet. It will be. It was that sure and that positive. And I found myself starting to, to, to question that. And as, as I began to recognize that in myself, it was a very important moment because I said, the reason it's not there is because that's not where I am anymore. And things are not moving in this powerful direction forward because that's not where my mindset is. I'm not living in the power of yet, even in positivity, in the outcome, in, in the what is possible in this situation. This yeah. will be a big business. This will be a million dollar company, what it turned into in the first four months, because I was going, well, well, well. And I found myself slipping away from that. And, and I think what's important is using that as a checkpoint in so many areas of your life. It's a way to stop. Am I holding on to, uh, am I holding on to my own limitations? Drop a yet on it. Am I not positive in the outcome of this? Well, set your outcome and just tee it up with a yet. This will be successful. It's just not there yet. That's okay. 
That means I'm positive of what I'm doing. I'm positive why I'm here all these hours. I know for a fact what this will be. It's just not there yet, and that's okay. So it's a lot easier to live with. It's not, it might be successful. No, it is, it will be. It's just not there yet. Give it a little time. Watch me. Step back. Hold on. We're doing this. I will drop that weight. Yes. I will get that car loan. Right. I will have the partner of my dreams. I will have the business that I've wanted for 10 years. Yes. It's just not there yet. Right. It's, it, there, there is such a forward flow to that feeling and that positivity towards it. Set the goal, set the outcome, believe it, own it, speak it like mm. it's true, even if it's not there yet. That's okay. Because yet means it's on its way. It means it's possible. It means it's going to be. <clears throat> Mic drop. Yet Boom. means it's on its way. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Wow. I think that's it. That's it. Because I could say we're at the end of the episode, or we're not at the end of the episode yet. But <laughs> no, that's it. Dude, th thank you. I think yes. we got to keep writing the book. Yes. Because I want to have you back on when it's written, too. Yes, please. please. Let's do yeah, it. and we'll get it out there. But man, thank you for, for examining the word can't in the previous yeah. episode. And thank you for just mic dropping <laughs> the word yet <laughs> all over the place, man. I appreciate you coming in. It's great to be back, man. Playing on stage next week? I, you know what? I think we have to. We have to. Yes. We All haven't right. done it yet. We haven't done it yet. But that means that it's there. That means it is inevitable. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Good to see you, man. What's shaking? Thank you for joining me on the All In Podcast. Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me, 312-535-8520. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.